live. Welcome to The Process. It is Tuesday, March 2nd. We are here to break down a six-game NBA slate. I am Josh Engelman. You should follow me at Josh Engelman, by the way. That's the best way to follow me for anything. I'm Josh Engelman pretty much everywhere. On everything that I do, I am rarely not Josh Engelman. Um, Not that I mean like I'm some different person. That's just like my online handle. Anyway, thanks for being here, everybody. Kind of fun to dive into this slate. Supposed to be seven games, only six now. And uh, we got, we should be able to breeze through it, sort of. So I'm excited for it. I got riggedy wrecked yesterday. Moving on to the next one. That's max entry GPP lift. Swings are ridiculous. This is a bad swing. It's not fun. But I enjoy being here with you guys. This is a fun show to do. And maybe, just maybe, by doing this, make me a little bit better. And that's all that I could really ask for. I'm going to mute this microphone quickly while I move my mic arm because uh, I think it's going to sound loud. There we go. A little bit better. Didn't like where I was there. Oh, so I hope everybody else was able to at least find a little bit of success yesterday. It was not that day for me. Uh, just got the studs wrong. I don't really feel like I landed on anything. I was, you know, more on Luca and the non-Nikola Jokic centers, and it was Harden and Jokic, and that'll happen. Lamelo was good, but other than that, taking shots on big dudes, man, sometimes that's tough. Sometimes it's tough. But it is time to dive into this now, so let's just go ahead and get it started. You guys know the drill. As you get in the door, hit the like button. Helps me out a ton. We want to get to 100 likes before we get to 7 a.m. Eastern time. Subscribe to the channel. Hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. All that good stuff. Let's get into this. Uh, Andres, I noticed when you don't like your final crunches, that's never good. I actually loved my final crunches. I was super happy with the way that my exposures were looking. Uh, didn't really matter. So let's do. Let's get into Atlanta where... Bogdan Bogdanovich, questionable today. First time in a hot minute. Don't understand it, really. I'm, I am I can't assume that he plays today with a questionable tag. It's just, what do they have? One game, maybe two before the All-Star break? Why would you bring him back before the All-Star break? Just give the dude another two weeks. Why play a game, potentially, or two, and then take a break for a week. That seems ludicrous to me. So, anyway, I'm just going to assume that he is out. I, I don't really want to go forward with any other assumption. So that leaves us with the rest of Atlanta. Uh, we've got Kevin Herter probable. Cam Reddish just out. Luckily for us, we don't have to pretend like he's questionable and then take him out again. And then DeAndre Hunter... Still out. Chris Dunn, still out. Morning to everybody coming in. I think these rotations are just going to look pretty similar to what they ran out last time, but let's at least take a look at uh, the results from the final day in February. Trey Young obviously playing big minutes. Herder, Collins, Capella, no surprises there. Tony Snell, the guy that actually got up into the 30s in minutes, so that might be something we want to look into. But Trey Young at 36 already. Clint Capella at 31. Hard to project him much no, much further north of that. John Collins played 37 minutes. That is a little surprising. I have him in for 30. I don't really think that we can go too much differently there. It's not like he plays minutes like that all that often. Um, and then Herter plays a ton of minutes. I have him already projected for 34, so that seems fine. So the guy that I really need to bump up is probably Tony Snell by like two minutes. So we can easily take two minutes from Tyler Mays and give those to Snell. And then the rest of this, I think, is already pretty well fine. Um, Gallo's minutes are weird. Only played 20 minutes the last time, but I think 26 feels a little bit more realistic. And here's the big deal. And uh, Brian brings it up in chat, but we have a different coach here now. This is not Lloyd Pierce any longer. It's going to be Nate McMillan. Um these rotations could look very, very different. Uh, there's no telling. I don't get the sense that Nate McMillan would sort of like rip the Band-Aid off before the break, but I think that Atlanta could look very different coming out of the All-Star break. So for now, 
these rates are already updated. Everything looks good for the Atlanta side. I don't think that we have much else that we could really dig into other than just taking a look and see how Atlanta looks on their own. Trey Young, 9400 on FanDuel, 9600 on DraftKings. I think that's a pretty solid price tag for him. Uh, certainly someone that you're going to have to have some of. No surprise there, it's Trey Young. But, you know, matchup against Miami, not easy. Not too much else to look into here. Clint Capella looking better on FanDuel at 8500 than he is actually at 8200 on DraftKings. And then... I don't know, maybe maybe John Collins on DraftKings at 6800 He's 7800 on FanDuel. That's a price tag that I don't think is going to be all that valuable to anyone. But let's go ahead and clear all the teams and just make it Atlanta so that we can evaluate this entire slate as we go. Boom. Step one, complete. Will be interesting to see how Atlanta's rotations and all change. You have to assume Nate McMillan would be playing more Gallo. You know, they're going to get Hunter back at some point in time. The real piece that I'm interested in for them uh, is Chris Dunn. Really anxious to see if they can get enough shooting on the floor around them to have Chris Dunn out there as well. I think it'll be a tough fit if you do, if you have Coppella and Dunn as two non-shooters, but Um, I think there are some lineups where, you know, John Collins at the five with uh, Trey Young and Chris Dunn, whenever he gets back, being able to guard some uh, bigger backcourt guys, get Herter, uh, Hunter, potentially Reddish, depending on if that shot starts falling, Gallo. You can really make a nice offense with like a really good perimeter defensive guy, but we'll see where we all end up with uh, Nate McMillan now at the helm for Atlanta. We're already one team down, 6.37 a.m. So early. I'm so used to this show by now. It's weird. Uh, I don't, I just assume like, oh, I got to be, I got to be live quickly. And then it just happens. On to Boston. Jalen Brown, questionable, did not play uh, their last time out, which really surprised me. I'm going to assume that he plays today. So we're going to have to gut this entire rotation. I sound tired as hell. I don't feel tired as hell. I have a ton of energy for 6.38. It does take me a little bit just to like speak louder in the morning. Um, it feels weird to use my normal like show voice, I guess I would call it, uh, immediately in the morning. But I can. Uh, I guess it is coffee time. So 93 concurrent viewers, 42 likes. Guys, half of you haven't done the, the thing that I need you to do most. Go ahead and hit that thumbs up. Now, cheers to you. Good morning. Let's have some coffee. Let's get our day started. Let's win some money tonight. Hmm. Jason Stell, that's not going to be me, brother. But uh, yeah, I assume that having two kids would get you yelling pretty quickly. All right, so on to Boston, and we don't really have much else we could do. Marcus Smart out, Romeo Langford out. We're all good. Yeah, Uh, PJ Washington, man, that is... Didn't see that one coming. How do you go for 40 plus and then eight or whatever he had yesterday? I have no idea. It doesn't make any sense to me. All right. Kemba Walker at the point guard spot. Seems to be playing about 33 minutes. That is just going to be set in stone. Backup point guard minutes. Going straight to Jeff Teague with 15 here. If Jeff Teague needs more minutes, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Kristen Thompson has played 18 minutes in the past two games. I think that 20 is the more realistic scenario. Oh, man. Yeah, PJ Washington was super rough, guys. Super rough. Dave, thanks for hitting the thumbs up, man. Yeah, Dwayne Bacon, not great. Uh, yesterday was just not great. PJ Watt or PJ Dozier, the PJs were bad yesterday. Bad, bad PJs. I mean, it wasn't the PJ Washington was tough, like, you know, 30, you expect 30 minutes and a certain amount of fantasy points and that grades out really well. And that just wasn't the case. Andres, I like the the Dwayne Bacon play yesterday, man. He he got the minutes. Uh, It just happened to be not his day. 
I mean, most days aren't his. Let's finish off this uh, Boston team. So Robert Williams, I think 17 Williams, seven, yeah, 17 Williams, 17 minutes is going to be fine, which means the final center minutes go to Daniel Tice. 11 minutes there. Tice played 32 the last time out. He has averaged 28, but if we take out that 11-minute outlier, has averaged 32 minutes a game um, since he's been back. I don't think that that is just solely locked in stone, so I'm going to only go to 29. Uh, Semi played about 18 minutes. He was out of the rotation the game before that. That was the only game he was out of the rotation. I'm a little nervous about what I need to do with his minutes, so I'm going to just give Jalen Brown 35 minutes. I'm going to give Jason Tatum 36 minutes, just to get an idea of how many more minutes I have to uh, deploy, I guess. Aaron Neesmith didn't play the last time out. Minutes had been trending down a little bit. I think that's interesting to see. I don't know if that's just a Jalen Brown thing because we saw Javante Green pick up the start and play 33 minutes, but his minutes are all over the place too. Uh, so these this this like second set of guys is a little tricky here. I am going to assume that they played Jeff Teague a couple extra minutes, but it's really weird to me to think that Kemba Walker and Jeff Teague are on the floor at the same time because that is just not an ideal scenario for anybody. But they have done that the past two games, including one with Jalen Brown. So I have to assume that they do it again. So I have to give four minute, four more minutes to Jeff Teague, which is not fun in any way. Um, Peyton Pritchard would ne- would be next up for minutes here at the two. Seems like 20 minutes is just sort of like where he's going to be when everybody is in. Mm, Teague has been playing better. Has he? Has he, though? He's Jeff Teague. The dude's cooked. Now, the question becomes, is Grant Williams going to be in the rotation? Is Javante Green going to be in the rotation? Is Aaron Neesmith going to be in the rotation? Does it even matter for any of these guys? And I think that's probably the more likely answer of no, it doesn't. So they were pretty firm into a nine-man rotation. So... What I'm looking at, though, is the interesting piece of this in that I kind of need to just go to one additional guy, but then I don't really see where the rest... I still have 32 minutes to go. I don't see where the rest of those minutes would actually end up. So to me, a 10-man rotation seems a little bit more likely. And let's see. I think Semi is a guy that's just going to get minutes. I trust that rotation. I'm going to give him 14 minutes, which should allow me. So then we have 18 minutes left. I don't want to give 18 minutes to Aaron Neesmith. So who do I need to give more minutes to? It feels like maybe Peyton Pritchard, but he's only played north of 20 once over the past six games. So I don't feel like it's him. I just don't really see where the minutes naturally need to go. I mean, I guess it's probably Tice. I think that's probably part of the problem. So I'm going to take another minute away there. So we have 17 minutes to go. The question really comes down to Aaron Neesmith versus Grant Williams versus Javante Green. And I don't think the answer to that question matters so much so that I'm going to split the minutes between Javante Green and Aaron Neesmith so that none of these guys show up because I don't think that either one of them are viable either way. So now we have to grab Boston rates for Jalen Brown being on the floor. Well, for having everybody but Smart, I guess. So we'll take Smart out of there. There aren't too many other guys that I need to take out of there that I don't expect to play. Taco Fall, Tremont Waters, Carson Edwards, all that stuff is easy. Um, But I think, you know, like, it it wouldn't surprise me if Grant Williams played or Green or Neesmith. So I don't 
I don't really know which direction to go there, so I'm leaving everybody else in. Won't be too much to change here. Let's take all those rates out. First, we'll go to Jason Tatum. Tatum, 30.7% usage rate so far this season. We're just going to go ahead and lock that in at 30.5. Kemba Walker, 29. So I'm just going to go to 28. Jalen Brown, 29.9. We'll go 29.5. I think he should always be just a little bit behind Jason Tatum. Then we get to Daniel Tice at 16. That's kind of nuts, so I'm just going to go to 15. Robert Williams, 15.7. And that would largely cover me for everything that we need to worry about here. Do we need to touch rates? Assist rate and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum should be both be six. So Jalen Brown needs a bump. Just going to make them both five and a half. Rebounding rates are significantly different. But I think we're close enough. Daniel Tice, does he need any additional rebounding? No. Kemble Walker, does he need additional assists? No. Okay, so I think we're done with Boston now. So for Boston, Boston taking on the Clippers, three and a half point dogs at home, which is not something I expected to see this year. Um, liking it here. I don't. Kemba Walker, top play for me on FanDuel and on DraftKings. Um. Although you can make a case for Jalen Brown is pretty close on DK at 8,500, but he's 8,400 on FanDuel. It's Walker, Brown, Tatum, and Tice. Uh, Tice is 5,400 on DraftKings. I don't like him all that much there, but 4,900 on FanDuel would be the spot you wanted to look. Let's compare Boston to Atlanta. Um, is that going to fit? It is sweet. Okay. So for Boston and uh, Atlanta and trying to figure out where these guys sit, Trey young still at the top, uh, three points ahead of Kemba Walker relative to salary on DraftKings. He's less than a point ahead of him though on FanDuel where Walker is $500 cheaper. So these guys are all sort of just mishmash together. Nobody really separating from the pack yet outside of Trey Young. Coach Bell, man, it's good to hear that uh, that the show is helping. I'm, 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 that was my goal. So if you're finding success, that's great. Dave, I got, no, not in the green at all today or last night. I didn't even have a 1% lineup. That's the first time in a while. The swings in uh, 150 max GPPs are pretty aggressive because I'm having a really good year. And, you know, it's been a couple straight days of true beatings. What am I doing during the All-Star break? Relaxing, getting some stuff done around the house, doing things that my wife has wanted me to do for days. Um, I'm really, really excited to have off, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. We'll be doing some all-star game content and stuff, I'm sure. Uh, but not having to prep slates for five days and not having to play slates at night. I can cook dinner. I can, it's just, I, I'm i not going to be around for a couple of days. That's for sure. Normally we go away uh, with COVID times. It's a little bit different. But last year for the all-star break, uh, my wife and I went to New Orleans. That was a really good time. We went to Charleston the year before that. So I usually try to plan a trip for the all-star break every year, but this year is just a little bit different. Um, it's just going to be like kind of laying low. All right, let's, let's knock out Denver up to 649. 70 likes, 143 viewers. I don't like that 50% ratio, but we are getting a little bit closer to that 100 mark. Let's go ahead and hit that thumbs up so that we can get to 100 likes before we get to 7 a.m. Nuggets. No Harris, no Millsap, no Green, no Compazzo, no RJ Hampton. Denver on the back-to-back, taking on Milwaukee. Uh, Jokic with a monster last night. Um, All right, so Jokic, 36 minutes on a back-to-back. I think that's fine. Uh, Isaiah Hartenstein is the backup center. Nothing else to say there. He gets those minutes. Will DK have the all-star game on its slate? <clears throat> so they had showdown contests for the all-star game last year. 
in some form because that's what I uh, that's what I did the mustache bet with Lafi for, and I remember tracking it while I was uh, in New Orleans. All right, Jamal Murray at 36 minutes. That seems fine. I think that I need to give Will Barton two additional minutes. Uh, Marcus Howard did not see the floor, so we can go ahead and take his minutes right away. I'm going to take Vlatko's minutes to Michael Porter Jr.'s minutes at 32. Could probably get fixed. Monty Morris is good at 32. I got to take PJ Dozier's and Zeke Naji. So that's we need to give 60 minutes to the also Rans, but I need to start by giving an additional two minutes to Will Barton. And I think an additional minute to Michael Porter Jr. Um, So first up would be Zeke Naji. He played about 14 minutes. Last three games, he's averaged 14 and a half minutes. So I'm just going to give... Zeke Naji, 15 minutes. Doesn't seem like he's going to be getting much more than that. Next. Vladko Konkar played 20 minutes last night. Let's take a look and see why. Did that happen in any sort of weird way? Huge stretch in the middle. Played well. Nope, didn't play well. Got smacked. Minus 16, the worst on the team. That's not ideal for projecting rotations. MLB research during the All-Star break. Now, I don't have to do that. Only thing I'll have to do for MLB is rebuild my MLB workbook for this season. Every year, I get a little bit more efficient with, you know, formulas and stuff. So I like to build everything from scratch. I'll probably take, actually, probably will take a day and try to start building the guts of that out. It should be pretty fresh since baseball was not as far away as it normally was. Man, I don't know what to do with Vlatko Konkar's minutes. That's not fun. PJ Dozier played 18 minutes yesterday. Typical rotation as well. And I think that the goal would be to get Dozier more minutes. So I'm going to give Dozier the 21 minutes I have left over at shooting guard. That's for sure. I'm going to give Vlatko Konkar 13 minutes here at the small forward position. That leaves me eight additional minutes. They didn't play anybody else. They just played bigger minutes to their starters. And I don't think it's crazy if that happens too. They played nine guys. I've got nine guys in. The question then becomes, what do we do with the final eight minutes? Because I think it dictates some decisions. But in the grand scheme of things, I think I could just give three minutes to Concar to get him to 16, three minutes to Zeke Naji to get him to 18. Neither guy should really look all that appealing. And then I'm just going to give two more to Marcus Howard and call it a day. I think that's the best bet here. Rates are all in from yesterday. There's, there's certain, the exact same rotation, so there's no way that I'm looking those up. Denver at home. Nope, Denver on the road, taking on the Nugs. Six and a half point dogs. Once again, it seems like I have Nikola Jokic overprojected. Are there player props out there on Jokic yet? I want to check my math. Nikola Jokic, points prop. 26 and a half is what we're seeing. I have Jokic projected for 27 points. So to me, that's spot on. I like that. Are there rebound props yet for Jokic? Jokic, rebound prop, 10 and a half. Looks like the over is shaded, so we'd be looking for like something around 11. I have his rebounds at 10, so I may be a little low on his rebounds in comparison to the line. And considering that I was a little lighter on Jokic last night, that you know leads me to believe that I might be underrepresenting him. If we look at his assists, line is projected for 8.5, but the under has some juice, so maybe 8. I have Jokic projected for... Basically, eight assists, 7.9. So I'm going to give a little bit of a boost to his rebounding rate. Take him up a little bit closer to that 11 mark. And then I think that I'll have Jokic grade out just a little bit better. And I think that makes it a little bit more reasonable. Rest of this stuff looks good. So let's go ahead and add Denver to the list. Compare the rest of the Nugs to the other three teams. 
And as we do that, Nikola Jokic moves to the top of the heap so far, pretty significantly ahead of Trey Young on DraftKings. Relative to salary, five points better. Uh, Jokic, the best play on FanDuel now as well, about five points better than Trey Young. So really, really liking what I'm seeing here for Nikola Jokic. I assume I'm just going to be a game early or a game late, and he'll be terrible today. 656 guys, 86 likes. We're slowly creeping, but you need to get there. Otherwise, we don't get to that 100 like mark. I'm not running optimals at the end. Yeah, I said it. Go to bed without your dinner. Normally, I put a little piece of ice in my coffee. Just take the sting out of it. Didn't take the sting out of it today because I didn't put any ice in it. It did make it... uh, I did finally set my coffee timer. I'm really proud of myself. So normally... I set my coffee, I, I just make my coffee in the morning. Last night, I set it up. I programmed it to go off and make the coffee while I was sleeping, and it worked, and that's way better. I just realized I didn't put on any light uh, tunage for myself. Let's do that. Bang, now we're good. Perfect. Now we're up to 94. You guys got scared. All right, we're on to the Clippers. So for the Clippers, by the way, uh, strategy show today, uh, not Laffy. I will be on with the boss man, Alex Baker. So he's getting up bright and early for a strategy show. Should be a good time. Come join us. All right, Patrick Patterson, the only guy out, and that is not relevant. So we should be looking at a relatively normal Clippers rotation. Um, Kawhi Leonard in his last six games, averaging 36 minutes. So Kawhi Leonard needs to get a sixth minute here. I'm going to take away Reggie Jackson's minutes. I'm going to take away Terrence Mann's minutes. Paul George, since he's been back, has been averaging 31 minutes, but did get up to 37 and a half last time out. So I'm going to assume that he's just back to playing 34 minutes. Pat Bev, Lou Will, both at 24, I think is a decent start. Serge Ibaka, has been seeing a little bit of additional run these past two games. I'm going to give him 24 minutes here. That gives Zubac 19. And then Marcus Morris, dude, just plays 24 minutes pretty consistently. Nope, that's not the right math. 19 is what I'm looking for. All right. Batum minutes are... Got back up to 30, so I'm going to go to 29 here. So we have 26 minutes to give out between Reggie Jackson and Terrence Mann. Reggie Jackson, very little in the minutes department. Terrence Mann's minutes seem most sturdy. So I'm going to give him 16, which gives Reggie Jackson 10, and then we're good. All of these rates are already in. Uh, This team doesn't really do anything different. So, for the Clips, Paul George slightly ahead of Kawhi Leonard. Only 7,900 for Paul George on FanDuel. I think that looks really good against the Celtics. Two-tenths of a point ahead of Kawhi Leonard, actually. So, I'm happy to be there. I actually might have Kawhi Leonard over projected. So, let's take a look at his props just to see if we're a little wrong here. So, if we start at Kawhi points... And shout out to Odd Shopper. If you go to oddshopper.osimo.com, you can look through these props the same way I am. So 26.5 points for Kawhi is where we have him projected. I have him at 27.4. So I do want to knock his usage rate down a half tick. And then rebounds and assists for Kawhi. 6.5 boards, 5 assists. Let's check the rebound and assist props. 100 likes, 659. Good work, guys. We'll run optimals at the end. All right, so for Kawhi's... Rebounding prop, six and a half with the over. I have him at six and a half. So I'm willing to give him a little bit extra. And then for assists, take a look at Kawhi. Four and a half shaded to the under pretty aggressively. And I had him at five. So that's, I think I have his assist rate too high. 
So let's get that out of there. Um, I think seven makes the most sense. Now I think we're looking pretty good. So now Paul George separates a little bit more from Kawhi on FanDuel, but on DraftKings, where Kawhi is only 8,800, Paul George is 8,400. So they're separated by $1,800 on FanDuel and $400 on DraftKings. I definitely prefer Kawhi on DK. I think it's a little bit easier to get there on DraftKings. Now, if we look at where the Clippers fall in relationship to the other four teams from the slate so far, we can see on DraftKings, Kawhi slots in second just behind Jokic, but both Kawhi and Paul George are ahead of Trey Young. On FanDuel, Paul George slots into the number two spot just ahead of Kawhi, both guys ahead of Trey Young. So we're starting to figure it out, and the Clippers are looking pretty good. That moves us on to the LA Lakers, which, again, I don't think we're going to be changing all that much. Braun, probable. Kuzma, probable. Jared Dudley, probable. I don't know why I'm saying that out loud, but I do know why I'm laughing. Uh, Anthony Davis, still out. So we just need to sort of look at rotations here for the Lakers. Rates will be the same. Caruso minutes are weird. I got him at 20. That could be anything all over the place. I mean, Lakers unloaded the bench the last time out. Uh, LeBron at 36 minutes seems correct. I mean, all these minutes I think are pretty much spot on for me, other than I don't expect Marcus Gasol to be playing 22 minutes. So I'm going to take two of those minutes away. Uh, I'll give one to Markeith Morris that puts him at 24 and then I don't think Montrezl Harrell plays more than 25 he has averaged 21 if I take out this most recent game yeah 25 is going to be a tough sell so I guess I could just give a spillover minute to like Quinn Cook or something but he's not even on the team anymore so spillover minute to Costas Seems easy enough. Shooter at 30 minutes. Like, uh, yeah, this all seems fine. Uh, they have so many different like type guys that it's really difficult to rotate through specific Lakers. So if we take a look at the Lakers summary info, Lakers are at home. One and a half point favorites taken on the Suns. I might have LeBron a little over projected. I think it's important to be tweaking um, a little bit the studs, just to make sure they align the most. So LeBron, no player props right now. So I can't even really double check him. I am going to walk his usage rate back just a hair, but I haven't projected for 27 real points. I haven't projected for 50 fantasy points. He looks solid. So let's add the Lakers and see if they're showing up in the rest of this group and where LeBron ranks in relationship to the rest of these guys. Wow, this got like significantly bigger because of I don't know what. I don't know why I lost my spacing here and made this smaller, but I definitely did. All right, just going to have to be that. So LeBron slots in between Kawhi Leonard and Paul George on DraftKings, uh, closer to Kawhi than Paul George. I would prefer paying up for Jokic pretty considerably. On FanDuel, same sort of story. LeBron splits George and Kawhi, and I would prefer paying up for Jokic. A lot of similarities at the top today, though. Getting that right is going to be tricky. Move to Memphis. So for the Grizz, you tag on Kyle Anderson, Grayson Allen, and Jaron Jackson are both out. Um, That's tricky. Well, there's nothing we can really do with Kyle Anderson's Q tag other than, I guess, figure out what it's for. So Kyle Anderson is questionable with... Illness, but not COVID. Okay, nothing we could really do there. 
So let's go to Memphis. Let's take a look at their minutes. Rates are going to be fine. Not a lot of teams with changes so far. That's really nice to see. Tillman minutes 19. That looks fine. Jot 33. That's fine. Bain got the start last time. Kind of have to assume that happens again. But at the same time, they unloaded the bench. I, I mean, I see no reason that Desmond Bain doesn't start again. I think this has to be like mostly right because trying to figure out Desmond Bain and DeAnthony Melton and Dylan Brooks, like that's all tricky. I'm going to take one minute from Melton and give it to Bain. That gets him to 23. I just, I don't trust their rotations right now. I really, truly don't. I think that's sort of where we just need to be right now. Um, do I have anybody with any spillover? No, which I probably need. Actually, Tyus Jones can eat all of that. He's not playable. Uh, let's get Melton to 19.5% usage and Bane to 17. Let's see what Memphis looks like. Okay, Memphis. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right, so I have Joval wildly overprojected. Let's walk that shit back right away. There we go. Um, that feels a little bit better. So Ja and Ja is at the top of both FanDuel and DraftKings, seventy one hundred and seven k. Joval close second, and then there's not really much else from Memphis. No surprises there, although. They are on the road taking on the Wizards. This should have been a better game. The problem is that it's a lot of guys playing the mid-20 or the mid, yeah, mid to, mid to high 20s in minutes, and they're already priced up a little bit. So I don't see a ton actually coming from Memphis. It's a pretty scary spot. You can make a case for Ja, but I don't know what to do with Desmond Bain, Melton, Winslow. If Kyle Anderson's out, that'll be really helpful for Memphis. But on the surface, I think that they might be a bit of a problem. Yeah, even if Bain's 3,500 on FanDuel, like we have no idea how many minutes he's going to play. He did play 27.9 the last time out, which is kind of surprising, but... They also played literally everybody. Those minutes have to come from somebody. You know, we had Joe Val only play 13 minutes. All right, so I added Memphis, right? Memphis, Memphis, refresh. So for Memphis, Ja actually comes in ahead of Paul George on DraftKings. He is fourth. He's also fourth on FanDuel. Uh, comes in ahead of Kawhi Leonard. So I think Jaw's going to be pretty popular. $7,100 price tag or 7K. I think that's going to fit pretty well no matter what kind of build you're making. Yeah, Dave, it's not updating for you. 167 viewers, 110 likes. We got a good crew here. Moving on now, on to Miami. Miami saw Jimmy Butler out, but Tyler Hero made his return. Now for today, Jimmy Butler questionable. Gabe Vincent probable. Avery Bradley out. Or Butler. Um, I don't get this. I'm, I'm, I got to put Butler back in. That's just the only way to do this. And then we're going to delete this whole rotation because I think that's essential because they now are going to have basically everybody back. So buckle up, guys. Miami's tough. All right, point guard minutes. If Bain starts, do I like him? Yeah, I mean, he's going to be at the very least a value play on Fandle. And I assume he starts, but he might start and play 26 minutes. Like, I don't I don't really have a concept of who's going to close for Memphis outside of Jaw. Kind of tricky. The Kyle Anderson news will tell the story. Plenty of time. 
I don't like digging too much into that kind of stuff at seven o'clock in the morning. It's just not, not going to get me anywhere. Dave, yes, I created all of the tools that you're looking at. All right, so Dragic played 29 minutes. He played 32 the game before that. One without Hero, one without Butler. But I think 28 minutes looks fine. That gives 20 minutes at backup point guard to Kendrick Nunn. What he plays at shooting guard will be interesting. I'm going to sneeze. All right, we're back. It was close. I thought there was a second one in the chamber, but there wasn't. Let me give him six minutes here at the two for now. That'll give me enough to give Tyler Hero 30. And then I can give 12 to Butler with another 22. So that gets Butler to 34. Bam is 35. Precious is 13. They're still playing basically split minutes. Kelly Olinick, you know, 20, 26, 25. That seems about right. Memphis is an early game. Uh, yes, Memphis is the only seven o'clock start. So we will know their rotation and everything uh, before that game starts. So we don't, that's why I don't want to like, it's not something that I'll stress over. Uh, Iggy gets those other 22 minutes here. That would leave me 26 for Duncan Robinson. That is not going to be happening. That number needs to go significantly higher. So who do I need to take minutes from? Um, tricky, tricky, tricky. I think that the minutes would come from... Okay, I have to assume it's none here, so that's 28. It's not going to be Butler, Dragic. They could come from Olenek, I guess. Andre Iguodala dropping down to 20 seems reasonable. That gets my Duncan Robinson to 30. And then I'm going to take two minutes from Kelly Olenek here. Take them away from Precious. And that gets me Duncan Robinson to 32. That'll have to work. Uh, gonna need new rates now. So let's grab Miami's new rates. So this is going to be no Bradley, no Akpala, Arkless, Struce. Oh, come on. There we go. Leonard. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to be liking anybody here. So let's we'll start with Bam, get his rates in. So Bam is going to be 24% usage. Everything else should be pretty spot on. Duncan Robinson is going to be 15% usage. Dragic, 24% usage, so we'll make that 25. Assist rate, 7.5, that's fine. Jimmy Butler, 27% usage. 12% assist rate this season, that is just truly insane. I think as everybody gets back, it comes down a little bit, so we'll go to 11.5. 7.2% rebound rate, he was actually up to 8.7. I'm going to go to 8 there. Kelly O, 17%. Kendrick Nunn, 19 and a half. And then Tyler Hero, 22 and a half. That should cover Miami. Now, if we look at Miami, that all feels pretty good. No one looking all that playable, though. Don't see Miami as anybody you're trying to focus on. And that shouldn't really be much of a surprise. If everybody's back. Highest ranked Miami guy on DraftKings. Bam Adebayo. And he comes in ninth. Highest ranked on FanDuel. Also Bam Adebayo. Also coming in ninth. Not a lot. Not a lot coming from Miami here. Ah, coffee's tasting good. 
There's just too many people uh, for Miami to worry about them right now. Salaries are up. If Jimmy Butler is out, then obviously this is going to look a little bit different. We move to Milwaukee now as they're taking on the Nugs. Everybody's healthy from Milwaukee, so there's that, which means that we just have to make uh, some changes here. And I need to remove everything uh, now that Drew Holiday is back. So Drew played 18 minutes first game back. They are not just going to throw him into the fire here. I think 24 is a pretty realistic scenario. Keith, getting the vaccine today, bud. That's awesome, man. Good stuff. All right, so we'll give Drew Holiday those 24 minutes. And then I think we just kind of naturally have to give DJ Augustine the other 24 minutes. Brooke Lopez is going to get... What? 27, 28 minutes. 28 minutes for Brooke Lopez. We'll give Bobby Portis 20 minutes at the center spot. They play alongside each other very rarely. So I'm just going to leave that for now. Giannis just gets 36 minutes. That's easy. Back up four. guess technically is well if Thanasis is always going to get minutes we'll give him six minutes there Middleton gets those six and those 30 DiVincenzo should get 28 that allows me to give Connaughton 20 and Bryn Forbes 18 Close enough, I guess. Although, man, those Connaughton minutes feel a little bit weird. I'm going to give Connaughton four more minutes and take Thanasis to two. Bluegrass Jeff. Josh, when you run crunches, are you trying to jam in as many optimal plays or do you correlate players when lineup building? Both. But way more about the optimal plays for me. All right, all these rates have to go because of Drew. So let's pull up Milwaukee. Haven't had Drew Holiday back in a while. This one's different. I don't even really have many guys that I should be taking off the floor here. So we'll take off Tory Craig, Wilson, Nawara, Merrill. Jalen Adams. Bang. All right. So Giannis first up. And this should go pretty smoothly. 34 and a half for Giannis here. Assist rate, rebound rate. That's all the same. Chris Middleton, 23.7. There's no way I'm giving him that. 24 and a half. 8.3 assist rate. All that looks good. Bobby Portis, 17.7. Brooke Lopez, 15.3. DJ Augustine, 14.2. Dante DiVincenzo, 17% usage rate in 846 minutes. He can just stay right where he's normally at. Drew Holiday, 19.2% usage rate this season. We'll take it to 20. And then that leaves me at Pat Connaughton, 11.5. Bang. See what Milwaukee looks like. Not much to look at here. It's Giannis and nobody else, really. A little bit of Middleton, I guess. As we add Milwaukee to the table, do our running totals. Giannis moves to the top of the heap. Giannis slightly ahead of Jokic. Eight-tenths of a point relative to salary. He's $200 more expensive on DraftKings. On FanDuel, Giannis is $300 more expensive. Eight-tenths of a point better. So Giannis is the guy that I've got my eye on. Middleton is eighth overall on FanDuel at 7,400. 12th overall on DraftKings at uh, 8,300. It's all coming together. This is good. How many teams we have left? Four to go. We move to the New York Knicks. For the Knicks, Alfred Payton, doubtful. No Mitchell Robinson, no Taj Gibson. So we're going to be running up the same sort of lineup for the Knicks that we saw the last time out. That's kind of exciting. So Derek Rose, 
played 32 minutes in that one, 37 minutes the game previous with Alfred Payton out. I think 30 feels pretty safe. Frank Nilakina, 23, 11, and 13. I have him in for 16. That feels fine. They still don't play quickly, which is hella annoying. So that all looks good. Alec Burks, I think, needs to be at 25 minutes, so I can give him that minute right away. And then, let's see. Honestly, I probably have 18 minutes for quickly as too high. He's been averaging 14, 15, 16, 17, 17. Yeah, I'm going to take another minute away from quickly, which means that today is probably the day that he plays a ton. Okay, Julius Randle is just playing a ton. I'm going to project him for 38 minutes because I think that's what he plays when this is going well. Nerlens Noel has played 41 and 40 minutes over the past two. I clearly have to project him for more minutes here. So the question is how many? I don't think 40 is just like the goal, but 30. Let's see, San Antonio. I'm going to go to 33. So we're looking pretty good there. Reggie Bullock only played 21 minutes, played 27 the game before that. I have him in for 25. That seems fine. RJ Barrett, I'd actually like to give... I'm going to take one of Bullock's minutes and give it to Barrett. So that takes me to 32. I'll likely be over the field on RJ Barrett regardless. I, it seems like I am every day, which I'm not mad about. Wait, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. I have 10 guys in. Okay, so I can feel pretty comfortable about giving out more minutes here. Um, I'm going to give two more to Obi Toppin. Honestly, I feel like I should be giving RJ Barrett more minutes and getting him into the 33 range, which I'm going to do. I think that all looks fine. Rates are all going to be fine from the previous game. So if we look at the Knicks, Knicks are on the road taking on the Spurs. Two and a half point dogs. Projections look good. Nerlens Noel, 5,500 on FanDuel, 5,200 on DraftKings. Don't miss out on Nerlens Noel there. Um, Julius Randle looking good. 9,300 on DraftKings looks good. Not too much else from the Knicks, but Randle and Noel are two guys we're going to have to be looking at pretty close to the top here. So Julius Randle is my number five overall on DK. Noel is ninth right now. And then on FanDuel, Randle is seventh, but Nerlens Noel is fourth. 5,500, that is a price tag we cannot ignore on FanDuel given the position. So we'll see where he shows up in crunches. We'll be there pretty quickly. Oh, contenders videos coming out after this strategy show at 10 o'clock. PGA contenders might be out today. I got to record that with Ben. We're over 200 people. Yay. Love seeing it. 135 likes. Everything is going as we would like it to. On to Phoenix. Let's start closing this out. Uh, J-Row, I have an Unicoda pizza oven. Dario Sarge, questionable. Everybody else in... This is basically going to be no changes, as best I can tell. Sarge played the last game, played his normal run. Everything here looks perfectly fine to me. Other than campaign playing less for Abdel Nader. (sighs) So, who else is playing slightly less? Guess Cam Johnson. So we'll go 19, we'll go 7, and then we'll go 6 and 2. Perfect. None of it matters anyway. On to Phoenix. We run through Phoenix pretty quickly. They just don't make any changes. Um, Looks like I'm a little higher on Devin Booker than most, which happens pretty much every day. I'm cool with that. DeAndre Ayton. Looks like I might be a little higher on him as well. Knock that rebound rate. 
a little bit and doesn't seem like we're going to be playing much of Phoenix at all, which makes me happy because I don't think they're fun. So for Phoenix, yeah, like Chris Paul is 15th on FanDuel, 11th on DraftKings. We're not playing these guys. Two to go. San Antonio Spurs, Washington Wizards. Oh, God, I don't know what's going on with the Spurs, so we need to read this one. Derek White, doubtful. Rudy Gay, doubtful. Devin Vassell, doubtful. Keldon Johnson, questionable. And from what I saw, a quote from Pop yesterday, he'll be back faster than the others. But I'm going to assume that he is just still out for right now. So... I'm guessing minutes from yesterday are going to look pretty similar. Uh, I know they went to OT. I think that's fine and that's fine. Jake Puds played a lot. Don't have much to change there. Kata Bates Jop played 19 minutes, so I'm fine there. Aldridge played limited minutes. That's interesting to see. So I'm going to take one minute from Aldridge and give that to Jakob Pertl. Trey Lyles played 27 minutes. That's not good enough. Lucas Samanich played 16, so that's fine. All these rates are going to be the same from yesterday since they're on the back-to-back. So if we look at San Antonio against the Knicks, tough spot here, lowest total on the slate. Um, Trey Lyles looking okay. Just kidding. Sucks. Had too much of them yesterday. Not much to look at for San Antonio. They're as bad as Phoenix. This Knicks spot is not good. Not good at all. If we add San Antonio in. Randall gets Pirtle in foul trouble. Let's see how true that is. Jakob Pirtle cleaning the glass. Does Jakob Pertl foul? Because he is one of the best rim protectors in the league. 71st percentile among bigs in foul rate. So I would be surprised if Jakob Pertl got into foul trouble from Randall. Not impossible, but he is not some dumpster fire of fouls. And really good. Uh, really, really good at protecting the rim. Let's close this out now. Final team, the Washington Wizards. Wizards taking on Memphis. Do we have any news for the Wiz? Just no Ish Smith, which we know. So this should be relatively easy to do. Beal, Russ, easy stuff. Looks like Troy Brown was back out of the rotation again. Isak Bonga making his illustrious return. Alex Len played limited minutes. Robin Lopez played more minutes than I would have expected. Seems to be alternating, but that's fine. Mo Wagner. Yeah, we're going to take one here. Give that to Rolo. Rui played 25 minutes, but normally plays in the 30s. Take one away there. Give six minutes to Isak Bonga. Bertans played 26 minutes, which is Kind of what I expect him to play normally. Man, this team is a pain. Uh, Take two there. Take one there. I mean, really, when, when push comes to shove here, all we're worried about is Russ and Beal. I assume I don't care too much about the rest of these guys. How, how are all of these guys playing so many minutes? Last three games... Paulo Neto playing 27 minutes a game. I have to give him some of those minutes. I just don't know where to take them from. I guess I take two from Rui. That gets him to 24. And I get him one more. Garrison Matthews is at 17. He played seven. I could just take one from Matthews. So that's fine. Rates are all going to be the same. No changes. So, for Washington, final game. Home against the Memphis Grizzlies. 
It's Russ on FanDuel, 9,600. It's Beal on DraftKings, 9,700. Still like the alternates on each site. And then we're not really playing anybody else from the Wizards. So summing it all up right out of the gate, we will start here. Beal finishes fifth on FanDuel. He's third on DraftKings. Russ is third on DraftKings. He's fourth on... Russ is third on FanDuel, fourth on DraftKings. Lots to like there from the Memphis side. But the big piece here is that we are done. We did it in an hour, 7.31. But now it is the time you guys have been waiting for. It is the reward for likes. It's time to run crunches and look at optimals. So... If you can, hit that like button one last time. Subscribe to the channel if you want. Uh, that would be helpful as well. Just because we got to 50,000 subscribers doesn't mean we're done with subs. So please go ahead and do that. No live before lock for me tonight. Um, I will be playing though, so there is that. Let's start it off with the FanDuel Optimal. FanDuel Optimal. For today's six-game slate. Cantor, welcome. And the FanDuel Optimal is Russell Westbrook, Patty Mills, whose name I didn't even say. Do I need to look at his minutes? It's usually a prompt that, like, maybe I have something off. Twenty-eight. That seems fine. All right. So Russell Westbrook, Patty Mills, Paul George, Desmond Bain, Michael Porter Jr., Will Barton, Giannis, Noel, Jonas Valanciunas. I like it. So that's the optimal. Now let's take a look and see where we're going to be at from a. I over projected. There we go. Let's take that a minute away. Let's see where we're going to be at from like a exposures perspective. So on FanDuel, this is going to be like a priority ranking of everybody. This will be pretty similar to whatever the Sims end up showing. Didn't turn randomness on, so that's clearly incorrect. Let's try that again. Yeah, it's going to be hard for Nerlens Noel to not be the best play on paper on FanDuel today if he's playing the massive, massive minutes that he's gotten over the past two. Um, he's 5,500 at a power forward spot. That is just going to be a place to save salary. John Morant, Paul George, Jonas Valanciunas. So it does look like, uh, at least for Memphis, they are getting a little bit of the benefit of that Washington matchup. Morant, Joval, Michael Porter Jr., Will Barton. They both played big minutes yesterday. It's going to be difficult to not want to get to those guys. Russ, Daniel Tice showing up. Giannis, Trey Lyles. The Trey Lyles one is tough, but, you know, 28 minutes at 4K. I understand why it's happening. Joval and Jokic, the two key centers on FanDuel for me. Got to go to Noel. I'm cool with this. Not much, not too much LeBron. So those are the uh, sort of the power rankings for FanDuel. Let's uh, finish it off with DraftKings. I have a sneaky suspicion we're going to see like a really awkward DraftKings optimal. What show am I doing later? I'm on the strategy show at 10 o'clock with Alex and that is it. All right, DraftKings Optimal. Here we go. DraftKings Optimal. Ja Morant, Derek Rose, Desmond Bain, Giannis, Nerlens Noel, Monty Morris, Kawhi Leonard, Brooke Lopez. And I think that Brooke Lopez one would probably get rotated through pretty good. That's where we stand for the Optimal right now. And if we want to get an idea of sort of power rankings...
Ja Morant, Nerlens Noel, Desmond Bain, Brandon Clark, Justice Winslow. So Memphis didn't seem like they were grading out all that well, but they certainly are in crunches. Uh, Bradley Beal, PJ Dozier again, which is going to be a problem. 3,200. We'll have to pay close attention to his minutes as we get a little bit closer. Um, Rose, Beal, Brooke Lopez, Julius Randle, the Clippers guys. That's where we stand. That's it, guys. And there we are. We have reached the end. That is the process for Tuesday, March 2nd. Six-game slate. Should be a fun one. Um, I like six-gamers. This is very easy to balance. I could bounce back and forth between a couple things. So... I do like this slate. We got to wait on a little bit of news. I think it's going to be a little tricky at the very least. Um, definitely have some, you know, p- projections to tweak throughout the day. There are things I see that I don't think that are going to be stuff that I want as we get further forward. PJ Dozier, for example, but that's just a case of it's where value is in the morning. That's uh, something we need to pay attention to. Something you need to be aware of as you're building your lineups. Again, contenders videos will be out this morning. NBA Strategy Show, 10 o'clock, myself and Alex Baker. I've got a PGA Contenders video coming out with Ben Raza, uh, either today or tomorrow. We record that today. Um, Ben is on a heater. Uh, He's picked outrights and back-to-backs. I had two guys that I picked from last week show up in the top five, including one of those being an actual pick. So that's kind of fun. Um, So you guys should be watching that if you're looking to bet on golf. And I think that's it, everybody. I think that will do it. I think we can pack it all in. So thank you guys for joining me today. 200 of you, 164 likes. I couldn't ask for anything more from you guys. So we'll be back again tomorrow. You guys know the drill. Process show, 6.30 a.m. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Good luck tonight.